0: We're going to go back to uh, Emily Dickinson today. We're going to focus on Emily Dickinson's nature poems. I will attempt to explain Emily Dickinson's poems. Not all of them, not all her nature poems, just a few. Now, it is reasonable that you may have a conflicting interpretation, and I am okay with that. If you're going to complain, however, make sure you have evidence for your arguments. And if you're going to complain about my podcast, I guess it's okay to comment and say, your podcast sucks, but I'd appreciate it if you gave me some feedback that would be useful. Hey this is Trent Lorcher and welcome to the Teaching ELA podcast where I help ELA teachers thrive in and out of the classroom. In this podcast I discuss real teaching for real classrooms. Whether it's a specific piece of literature, teaching strategy, or life strategy, I talk about things ELA teachers need. I promise that with each podcast episode you'll have something you can use today. Nature, the gentlest mother, impatient of no child, the feeblest or the waywardest, her admonition mild in forest and the hill by traveler is heard, restraining rampant squirrel, or too impetuous bird, how fair her conversation a summer afternoon, her household, her assembly, and when the sun goes down, her voice among the aisles incites the timid prayer of the minutest cricket, the most unworthy flower. When all the children sleep, she turns as long away as will suffice to light her lamps, then bending from the sky with infinite affection and infiniter care, her golden finger on her lip Wills silence everywhere. So an analysis of this poem begins with Mother Nature. We have the rhyme scheme here. Stanzas one, two, and six, so X A X A. Stanzas two, three, and four. X, No rhyme. Although there is an off rhyme with the second and fourth lines. Stanzas one, two, and six all speak of the gentleness of nature and nature's affection for her creations. The content is peaceful, as is the rhyme scheme. In stanza three, the reader is expecting another nice rhyme to end the stanza, but is jolted with off rhyme. The last line of stanza three, not accidentally, I assure you, marks an abrupt change from the day to the sun going down. The meter is mostly iambic trimeter with an occasional line of tetrameter. Dickinson uses variation in meter and rhythm, meter and rhyme, excuse me, to create the rhythm of the poem. Nature is personified as a gentle mother. There is no image in the world more benevolent as a gentle mother. Nature watches over her creations, personified as children. In stanza two, humans represent the interloper, an unwanted guest that frightens nature's children. It's like when a mother is walking down the street with her children and some drunken buffoon comes barreling down using foul language and the mother does everything in her power to shield her children's ears and distract them from the uncleanness of the world. That's what nature does when human travelers come near. The theme of this, nature represents purity and love, far outstripping the creations of humans. You know, if you're looking for a uh, website that has Poetry Analysis and Lesson Plans. ELA Common Core Lesson Plans dot com. It's my favorite. It's my go-to website. You know You know what's funny? Is I, I've had the website for since 2015-ish and so I've been writing stuff on there for seven years. Putting stuff on there for seven years and sometimes I'll do a search for a lesson plan and I'll find it on my website because I was like, oh yeah, I remember teaching that. I'll Google things and find the answer on my website. The sun just touched the morning, the morning happy thing. Supposed that he had come to dwell and life would all be spring. She felt herself supremer, a raised ethereal thing. Henceforth, for her, what holiday. Meanwhile, her wheeling king trailed slow along the orchards, his haughty, spangled hems, leaving a new necessity. The want of diadems. The morning fluttered, staggered, felt feebly for her crown. Her unanointed forehead, henceforth, her only one rhyme scheme here x a x a the rhyme is consistent until the last stanza, where we are surprised by off rhyme in the last line similar to the surprise faced by morning when her glory has been stripped from her the sun is the he referred to in line three the wheeling king in line eight and the thing that possesses the haughty spangled hems leaving a new necessity in lines 10 and 11 the morning is the she that felt herself supreme personification a raised ethereal thing The morning's haughtiness is struck down as her wheeling king leaves her lacking a diadem, a symbol of royalty. Talk about metaphor. We're gonna talk about metaphor. The morning represents youth. The young feel themselves superior on account of their vitality, represented by the sun. The last stanza shows the morning after the loss of the sun. The morning fluttered. Staggered. Felt feebly for her crown. Many are stunned as time slowly erases the marks of youth. The word feebly in line 14 produces an image of old age. The morning is stunned that the diadem she possessed will be the only one she possesses. Youth is experienced only once, after all. Let's talk about off-rhyme. We are once again jolted by the off-rhyme in the last stanza. Dickinson forces the reader to ponder her last word carefully. Is it a caution to not waste our youth with arrogance and vanity? And theme? Nature gives us one youth, one morning. Don't screw it up. Pigmy, me, seraphs, gone astray, velvet people from vevey, balls from some lost summer day, bees-exclusive coterie. Paris could not lay the fold, belted down with emerald. Venice could not show a check of a so lustrous meek. Never such an ambuscade as of briar and leaf displayed. For my little damask maid, I had rather wear her grace than an earl's distinguished face. I had rather dwell like her than be duke of Exeter, royalty enough for me to subdue the bumblebee.'" We got uh, interesting rhyme scheme here. We got A A A A, a couple of B's, a couple of C's, three D's, two E's, two F's, and a G G. Not your normal rhyme scheme, but you know what? Emily Dickinson wasn't afraid to experiment. The first four lines describe a rose. Lines five through eight compare the rose to the most beautiful cities in Europe, none of which match the beauty of a rose. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take up. Uh, now, granted, Venice kind of smells, and Paris has a reputation for smelling, although uh, I didn't smell anything out of the ordinary. So, rose probably smells a little bit better, but I'd rather go to Venice and Paris and look at a rose. That's just me. That's just me. lines nine through thirteen states how the speaker of the poem would rather possess the beauty of a rose than have the face of a distinguished earl. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> I've seen uh, you know lots of earls, and uh, not not what i not what I want to look like. In lines fourteen through seventeen, the speaker asserts the rose has conquered something much more grand than anything conquered by the Duke of Exeter. I honestly don't know who the Duke of Exeter is. He must have conquered some stuff, but not as much as the rose. I mean, the rose conquered a bumblebee, right? I mean, a bumblebee. Anyhow, the theme, roses are pretty. That's just a few of Emily Dickinson's uh, nature poems. I've got an Emily Dickinson nature poems post in the show notes, by the way. And a figurative language and poetry lesson plan. I talked about that in my two-minute lesson plan yesterday. You've probably heard it before. Theme and poetry lesson plan, I got a link to that in the show notes as well. So pretty much, uh, if you're teaching Emily Dickinson... There you go. Go find the poems. Print them out. They're online. Magic of the Internet. I love the Internet. Love the Internet. Love it. Thanks for listening to the Teaching ELA Podcast. For more teacher-ready, student-ready lesson plans, head on over to elacommoncorelessonplans.com. That's elacommoncorelessonplans.com, where we have hundreds of lesson plans and handouts that are ready to use right now. And as always, if this podcast has helped you thrive in the classroom, we'd appreciate a like and a review.